Hello everyone, it's Matthew Seaman here, podcast editor at Raw News, and welcome back to Rawcast, the companion podcast to King's College London's student newspaper. Today, third-year digital culture student Siddy is going to be talking about self-discovery, being your authentic self, and self-love. We're going to have a conversation together about these topics, so over to Siddy. When you are in love, a tremendous amount of ecstasy washes over you. It's quite possible that we all have wished to receive love from an external source, and I'm here to tell you that it's neither demanding nor troubling. We all require love. After all, it's what keeps us alive. Him softly resting his hands on yours, you revealing your secretive side to him. Him wanting to treasure all your pictures in one tiny digital device because he loves you so. Well, all that is beautiful, undeniably beautiful. In fact, being a romance buff, I do not think I can make do with any ordinary type of love story. But that's not the only purpose of this episode. So let me quickly divert your attention to something else. The concept of being so true to yourself that you begin to attract the ideal type of people in your life, especially love. Now it's pretty difficult to reach that stage wherein you're comfortable being yourself in front of people. And rightfully so. If you're yourself, you'll attract a lot of judgments as well. But if you're strong enough to get through that stage, I'm confident that you'll soon walk on the stage of tranquility, since that's how you begin to love and accept yourself. And if you start to love yourself genuinely, you'll gradually begin attracting the right individuals into your life. So today, Matthew and I will delve into this issue to explore how embracing yourself can positively transform your attitude toward identifying the right type of love for yourself and welcoming it with open arms. Before we begin, I'd like to give a brief introduction about myself. So first and foremost, thank you for tuning into this episode. I'm assuming that because it piqued your interest, you're a hardcore lover of self-love, believer of self-love. And if you're still trying to reach that stage, then you've come to the right place. Anyway, I'm Siddhi and I'm in my final year of studying digital culture. And I'm too excited to host this session with uh, Matthew. So let's begin. So the main reason for keeping this episode is to have a mini conversation about embracing yourself to attract the right type of love for yourself. So Matthew, what do you think about the concept of originality when we apply it to ourselves? As in, what does being genuine mean to you? I think being genuine is is the most important thing. I think it's it makes you attractive, like you said, to other people. I think it's um, it makes you attractive to yourself. I think it's hard to appreciate yourself um, until you've overcome certain obstacles and, and started to be yourself truthfully. Because how can you love a version of yourself that's that's fake or that's that's holding back from your full potential? And I think it opens up so many doors when you start to live truthfully. People can see it on your face that that you're. That, that you love who you are and that you're comfortable with who you are and you can really just engage in conversations meet people and and focus on other people as opposed to just over analyzing yourself because once you're comfortable with who you are it's easy to then to then branch out and build a community and build a friendship group and and just go out into the world yeah exactly so it's after you start discovering yourself that you start loving yourself right and when you are loving yourself you're basking in that glow uh, and I truly believe that when you when you are in love with yourself, you you have this um, strong attitude, strong personality, and you know that w- what is wrong. You know about the like you can decipher between right and wrong, and that's when you know that you have um, changed into this completely different version of yourself, the one that cannot be tamed. And I think that's the best change. I agree. Yeah. So I was wondering what holds individuals back from accepting themselves completely. Is it the Instagram culture wherein people portray the best side of themselves to appear perfect or does it go beyond that? 
I think it definitely stems from that. Um, obviously, there were generations that didn't have social media in that way, but we've always compared ourselves, um, you know, whether that be through exams or getting grades and, and comparing it with our peers. It's, it's very difficult to just be yourself in your own right because, and I actually guess it was it was easier to do that this last year in lockdown, even though it's, you know, it's, it's isolating and it's of alienating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't, we weren't next to someone comparing our exam paper and you weren't, going out and having to think about what you're wearing on a night out and that sort of thing. So I think for everyone, lockdown was a good way of getting to discover ourselves a bit more and and become confident and become comfortable with who we are alone and not have to do that in comparison to other people. But yeah, we're always comparing ourselves and it's, it's so hard to be a person in your own right, but it's really important to be because that's how you, you show the world who you really are. Yeah. In that period of lockdown, we all uh, got in tune with our feelings and emotions and we, started to discover ourselves even one of like one of my friends she even she mentioned how she started uh, doing the self uh, digging and eventually realized where what she was lacking inside her and how she could have improved herself and that's when it occurred to her that her being blunt sometimes can leave people hurting so she has obviously i've seen that change in her she has um, become better like in a way that she knows how to um, handle situations and not leave not leave people hurting with her blunt nature so yeah, i think some, that's that's something i need to work on a bit <laughs> yeah. but yeah i actually think it would be something really interesting to study how how much people have changed from the beginning of lockdown to the end like e- like even physically just like when i scroll back through my own instagram i look totally different to, well not totally different i mean i've got a beard that's the only difference <laughs> but as but i think everyone sort of has matured into a, a truer version of themselves i don't think I think that is the one positive that did come out of lockdown. Yeah, I think we all have become more grounded and Mm. more mature and sensible, like in a way that we are, we have become more calm and composed. That's what I've realized. Yeah, I agree. So have you ever had to pick between yourself and another person in your life? I mean, it could be friends, past lovers, anything really, even family members. Well, I think um, there are times where you have to be selfish, um, but there are also times that you have to put other people first because that it's a two-way street when you care about someone and when someone cares about you sometimes you have to you have to put them over yourself because you have an instinct to do that like that's that's what love is about that's Mm -hmm. that's how a friendship or a relationship develops because you you have a vested interest in each other and you have to you not you have to you want to do things because you value that person and then in turn they they presumably want to do the same for you i think when there's an imbalance in that that's when you have to start thinking that it's an unhealthy friendship or an unhealthy relationship because it's dangerous to put yourself, unless you're like a parent or someone, it's a family member that you sort of have always looked after or you've had, always loved and, you ha- and that's just how it is. With friendships, I think if there's an imbalance, if they expect too much from you, if they start to take you for granted, I think that's when you have to start distancing yourself. Yeah, like it shouldn't first. disturb your mental peace. That's one of the biggest reasons like why friendships end, most of the friendships end, no matter how long they lasted. I agree. They yeah. Were, yeah, you know, and uh, like the fact that you mentioned that there should be balance, I totally believe in it because until and unless there's a balance, you will obviously, you'll, you'll start losing people and you don't want that, the the right ones, even the right ones yeah. because they start, they'll start feeling like uh, they don't carry that much significance in your life and they'll eventually drift apart yeah. from you. So what advice would you offer our audience on discovering their authentic self? Does that self-awareness come naturally or it requires patience? I think it definitely requires patience. It can be a difficult process, but it's it's an important one that you have to go through. Um, 
and sometimes we're forced to go through it by school, the education system, parents expecting a lot of you. You just are pushed into a situation where you have to learn who you are, show people who you are, be rejected and, and judged for who you are, and then eventually come out of that stronger. I think it's an important process and, and it's... It does require patience. Yeah, it does. And I think the more you're tested, the more you, the more resilient you become and, and more confident you are in yourself. Um, I think the people who go through life confident since day one are the people who are probably broken down a little easier yeah, because they, they've not been through the process. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, so it is an important process. Yeah, so even I believe that uh, self-awareness, it requires a lot of patience because you are uh, in that period, you're going through a lot of healing and that healing requires you to shed a few habits, uh, be it negative or sometimes, you know, most the, the most toxic uh, habits of yourself. So, yeah, it does require a lot of patience. And if you are patient enough to deal with that uh, self of yours, I think you will come out of that process uh, with such abundance and such happiness then that you'll eventually start attracting the right kind of people in your life exactly based on everything you've mentioned thus far how do you think self-awareness affects who we attract in our lives i think being self-aware and sort of recognizing who you are and being true to who you are is really important because you might attract people if you're a filtered version of yourself and you might you know if if you use all the filters and you um, compare yourself to others and you, you become someone based on your comparison to others, you might attract loads of people, but none of those people are attracted to you because of your true self. They're attracted to a version of you that is never going to last. You're never going to be that, that same version forever. And I think that's why it's so important to be completely authentic and never change yourself because then the people you attract are going to be people who like you for who you are and and they're the people that will stick around because you're always going to be you know your yourself so that's that's why you can't change that yeah i mean like uh, about self-awareness if you think about it when we are kids when we are just uh when we have just entered adolescence we don't really know ourselves so we are still figuring everything out and once um things start happening to us like uh, uh, because of our friends all the drama all the like the past lovers or all those things that when these things start happening you eventually you eventually reach a stage when you start recognizing your true self because of all the strength that you've endured, like uh, all the things that you've endured and the strength that you have eventually gained. So after that, when you start discovering your authentic self, um, slowly, bit by bit, when you start recognizing your flaws, your, all the times where you went wrong, and eventually when you start improving yourself, I think that's when um, that's when we start attracting all the right people in our life. Because when th- then uh, it is then that we are entering the right uh, state of mind and eventually attracting the right people. So. Yeah, exactly. And it's sometimes the most awful things can happen to someone mm-hmm. or, or what you believe is, is awful. And um, I've seen my friends go through certain things where, where they think like it, it's just like the end of the world. It, it couldn't be worse, their situation. But when you take it out of the context and, and you stand back and look at it, it's yes it's, it's bad right now and it doesn't feel good but a year later looking back at whatever happened it's the seriousness of it is so insignificant in terms of like the problem mm-hmm. but it's helped you because you've had to face certain you know certain obstacles and get over those and it's and it's that experience of, of overcoming something that's going to help you become who you are yeah but it modifies you it the context you into of the, the time doesn't yeah. matter anymore <laughs> but it, it shaped you and it's 
you know it's an experience and and then that's invaluable yeah i think it's the factor of growth so there's that um also so many people believe that because of their insecurities deep seated fears and flaws they might push the right person away do you believe it to be true do you, so are you talking about people showing their flaws or or so um there are times when we um like it it just happens where we are not deliberately uh portraying our um, that honest self but it happens sometimes that we end up making mistakes mm. when we are obviously nobody is perfect so when we are being uh, imperfect our imperfect self in front of people do you think it might push others away and the and the fact that we have those deep seated fears because of uh, the relationships or the friendships that we have had the, the toxic friendships that we have had yeah well i mean you you've said it there toxic like it's <laughs> i think it's more of a reflection on the person rather than you you know if yeah. if you do something like you 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 i don't know you have you have something where you you talk annoyingly or you you blow your nose all the time <laughs> or or you know you you are i don't know you're all, you're an overthinker so you're always worrying and and constantly voicing your worries if that's something that firstly if if people consider that as a flaw and if that's going to push them away from you then then i think that's a good thing that you've that you've been yourself they've seen you and if they don't like you then cl- they're clearly not worth your time and they're not worth investing in a friendship so i would rather be myself irritate someone and and push them away or them pull away and and continue being myself and then attract somebody who does appreciate that then be then cover those things up yeah exactly and and, and mm-hmm. keep a perfect like happy friendship that will never last because then they're not seeing who you are and, and so they don't get the choice to to decide if they love the real you or not yeah i i i feel like those superficial friendships they eventually end like there's no a uh, fixed timeline to it but it ends eventually exactly, yeah. yeah so while it may sound philosophical it's only after we begin to discover ourselves that we begin to accept ourselves which finally leads to self love do you believe we can love ourselves even if we don't know ourselves well or that we only begin to love ourselves after we have had a good understanding of ourselves that's a really good question <laughs> i i had a look at some of your questions before but i decided after i got through the first few just to stop reading because i wanted to have like genuine reactions and so this is one of them i think it's um that's a, it's a really good question i personally feel like i know myself now and like i've been through a process of getting to know myself and i think looking back on that process i think it's actually the most exciting time because now i feel like i know myself every day's a little bit more similar than it used to be but when you're going through a process of self discovery it's like every day you learn something new and you try out a new thing that's not working for you or that is working and you you have really important conversations with the people around you when you're when you're sort of finding out who you are and i think that's really special and it's you're not always going to love yourself and there are times where you're going to hate yourself <laughs> but i think it's it's exciting and it's it's it there it's a process yeah it's a process and it's a, it's a nice process and it and it can be not a nice process i'm sure for some people but um i think yeah it it can definitely be hard to love yourself until you know yourself but it's an it's an essential process that you oh, have to I go totally, through oh i totally i totally second yeah. that um so yeah i mean obviously whatever you said it's right once you have a clear understanding of who you are or what you're what you want to become eventually in future then that's when uh, the sensitivity slides in you start being more true like soft with yourself mm. like you start you stop bashing yourself from uh, for all the mistakes that you've made so far yeah exactly i remember in in sick form 
uh, in year 12 when, when I was doing my A-levels, I would literally like like overanalyze myself oh. and try and like just be somebody that I wasn't. Like I went into sick form thinking like there was a certain way I needed to act in order to be popular and gain friends and I'd, I'd really overanalyze it and it's on hindsight it's so lovely to be able to walk into King's into a seminar or walk into a social situation with friends um, and just be myself and be with people who I mean that's a big thing about getting older that you start to be able to choose who you're around in school you you know you're forced to be with the same 20 to 100 people every single day and it's and that's not always the best thing when you're going through a process of learning who you are but now as a 21 year old being around people who are who you've sort of chosen those people you've chosen your like friends like they match your vibe and exactly they, they match your vibe and it's it's uh it's really refreshing to be able to be yourself in that environment yeah. and just just yeah, like exactly. not even think about it mm-hmm. to go into a room and just 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 be you on on like autopilot yeah like it feels great right when they start when yeah. they accept you for you and the, you don't have to hide yourself yeah. i think that's the best part exactly okay we have almost reached the end of our question uh, session so my final question for you is to describe the feeling when you finally set yourself free from the shackles of people's judgments for you and start accepting yourself for who you are. Uh, how this feeling alters your course of life and how does the law of attraction work then? I think you stop, well, I mean, I've sort of just touched on it a little bit, but you stop analysing everything. It's it's Like how does it feel when we are like free from, like we pull ourselves away from that kind of uh, negative environment? Yeah, I think it's not even always a conscious thing. You don't always realise that, that that's happened. It's sometimes... I guess you just wake up one day and you're able to start focusing on like focusing on exams or focusing on your passions more and I I think passions are a really big thing when you start to be able to express yourself through passions and things you love to do and then you you sort of find your place there and you stop having to analyze yourself internally because you're able to express yourself through something and I think it's really liberating to be able to have a hobby or to have a, a group of people or a community where you feel like you can just be yourself and it's it's just very elating and very like comforting how how do you feel about so it feeling? sounds freeing right so um uh, i started writing at the age of i think uh, 17 something i created a page obviously so in that page i uh, started jo- like i jotted down all my feelings emotions and that's when I realized that it's just so easy. It feels uh, liberating, obviously, like you mentioned. And uh, obviously, there were uh, there was there were a series of judgments passed uh, my way, which were passed my way, obviously. And I got scared. I got overwhelmed. <laughs> but eventually, when I started uh, accepting that, okay, this is my emotional side, and I I'd like to keep it uh, keep it for myself and like for for the people who feel uh, things as intensely as I do. So that's when I started writing wholeheartedly and now I've just uh, come to the point that I've just, I do things for myself and that's, I think, one of the biggest factors. Yeah, I can really relate to that. I, um, <laughs> I, I You probably don't know this, but I, I, I run a fan page that oh, I, I, I started for, for a West End musical yeah. that I started about four years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was while I was in sixth form, it was before I really knew who I was and it was really just quite a obviously something I would hide away I wouldn't want anyone to know I was very embarrassed when people found out that I had Mm -hmm. it and um through the page I've met quite a lot of people it's now got like 13,000 followers it's um (laughs) it's we've been able to 
host events for the show and interview the cast and be at the premiere of the film. So it's, it's turned into something big that I can be proud of. But regardless of that, it's as I've sort of moved away from school and, and spent more time with the friends that I met through that community, I met my girlfriend through that community. Oh, um, it's, it's allowed, it's like part of me now. And it's something that I have no problem sharing with everyone because it's, it's just something I'm like, I'm proud of now. And, I, and that, that didn't used to be the case. So I think going through a process of self-discovery has allowed me and, and that show has helped me have that process of self-discovery. Yeah. And that's when you obviously found the right person. Exactly. For yourself, so yeah. Obviously. Um, so to summarize, when you do the necessary sh shadow work, internal healing and focus on your needs, you finally reach a point where you are comfortable being yourself. You begin to realize what you want out of life, it changes your entire view on love because when you know yourself, you know what you want and need and your higher self will never let you settle. So that's when you'll start attracting the right people uh, into your life, including the right kind of relationship. And that, my friend, is a big sign of progress. Anyway. I'm glad we talked about it, Matthew. I thank you for joining me today. Thank you. <laughs> And I'd also like to thank our audience for their patience in listening to this episode.